Hello, I am Dr. Dao Xinli, Department Chair for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University of Traditional Chinese Medicine. And I'm James Skoyan, Senior Faculty for the Doctorate Degree Program at Yosan University. Please join us as we explore acupuncture points and their clinical applications. Hello, everyone. Today we are going to go through a cluster of points. Starting from small intestine nineteen to bladder five. Again, small intestine nineteen to bladder five. Jim, how are you today? I'm fine, Dal. How about you? Excellent. I'm. I'm looking forward to、uh, look through some of these points, and I am excited that we are going into the bladder channel.、Uh, bladder channel is one of my favorite channel. It's.、Uh, Obviously, has a lot of yang energy. It's a yangming channel. Is a yangming channel? Taiyang. <laughs> Thank Taiyang. you. <laughs> Thank good you. Good morning, Dal. Good morning. Good morning. The foot, yeah, foot Taiyang channel is an excellent channel that、uh, we're going to look into because there's so many points with all the back two points、uh, that we're going to be hitting. But I'll start with small intestine nineteen, Tinggong.、Uh, And、uh, Tinggong is a, a wonderful point. It's a last point.、Um, it's a major point that we use for、uh, ear issues since it's so located so closely to the ear area.、Um, Tin means to hear, Gong means to ha- means house or palace.、Um, so the it means the palace、uh, or, or the house of the ear orifice. And、uh, um, so it basically means that description means that this、uh, point is very much connected with the function of the ear, the function of the ear.、Um, and this uh, basically uh, came out of the Huangdi Neijing Su Wen Qi Xue Run, where he talk about how this point, when is needled,、uh, is very helpful for hearing issue for hearing issues. Uh, but anyway, Jim,、uh, how would you locate this point? Well, first of all, in front of the ear or anterior to the ear, in the depression between the tragus and the condyloid process of the mandible. Now, in、um, most cases, the depression is located when the mouth is slightly opened, and that would be the best uh, um, position to needle the point in. Excellent, and I would want to say that in、uh, <clears throat> one of the、uh, very famous ancient texts of Nia, it talk about that this point、uh, it's actually the same point as Erman. Erman means the gate of the ear. So if you imagine for a moment, the palace of the ear is basically when you open, like what you were saying, when you open the jaw and when you locate it, slightly open the mouth, and when you're able to insert this needle deeper with that slightly open mouth, you're reaching the point of tinggong. And what Nia is saying is that if you close your mouth. And if you focus on just needling with the mouth closed, basically you're going to be needled to the gate of the ear. So there are two different points <clears throat> in the same location. It just depends on a shallow insertion with the mouth closed or a deep insertion with the mouth open. So I thought I'd share、Very、that with、good. you. Very helpful.、Um, 
And if we go into the <clears throat> the characteristics, this、uh, point is a meeting point of the hand Saoyang Sanjiao Channel and the foot Saoyang、uh, Gallbladder Channel, as well as the hand Taiyang Small Intestine Channel. It's a meeting point with all these whole three、uh, meridians, and、uh, um, and it has the action of hearing. Um, so basically, this point is used having the action to open up the ear orifice and calms the spirit.、Uh, so,、um, so is used frequently、uh, dealing with ear issues、um, and uh, uh, spirit and and brain uh, uh, issues as well. So that's the action of this point.、Uh, Jim, what are the primary indications? Well, as you just mentioned, for ear and hearing complaints, the tinnitus,、uh, the loss of hearing, etc. But、uh, in addition, I'll use this point with the superficial insertion for facial pain, trying to have an effect on the uh, uh, superficial nerves in the area. For example, by a, a, a trigeminal neuralgia. That's great, and、uh, I think it's also useful. Otitis media.、Um, interesting enough. Um, it's、uh, also useful epilepsy, manic depressive situations,、um, and as well you're saying the facial pains. Uh, so uh, and actually even loss of voice,、uh, loss of voice is also being、uh, used. And as point combination goes,、um, this point SI nineteen point test nineteen frequently combined with Sanjiao seventeen. To treat、uh, ear issues,、uh, combined with、uh, Sanjiao five and Sanjiao seventeen、uh, to further treat ear ringing as well as deafness.、Uh, these are some of the most common combinations, and、uh, obviously you can also combine with Xiaoguan and Hegu point and Xiaozi point、uh, to help to treat arthritis or any kind of jaw mandibular issues. And for teeth,、uh, for tooth,、um, toothache issues or inflammation of the gum,、uh, you can combine this with orange testin for hergu. And so these are some of the combination that has been uh, uh, commonly used. How would you need or? Mm-hmm. You know,、um, I'll get to the needle. I wanted to add one other、uh, indication for me of this point, and、um, I, I want to review. I've talked about using the last point of the channel. Sometimes that point is called the exit point on the channel, based upon another model uh, of uh, that relates to the circulation of Ying Chi in the channels. I've talked about using large intestine twenty for index finger pain and lung one. On the chest, of course, for thumb pain, and you see the relationship between those、uh, exit points and entry points, and their、uh, the opposite in the channel.、Uh, in a in a similar way, I'll use the last point, smallness is in nineteen for the channel, the small intestine as well. But I tend to use it for that、uh, very often、um, presenting pattern of、uh, neck stiffness and pain due to、uh, a problem of the levator scapula muscle, which I relate to the small intestine channel. So I can needle this point and expect the patient to be able to turn their neck with less discomfort or pain if that small intestine channel is affected. So I'm adding that indication: neck pain. Based on channel clatter theory, using this last point on the channel to treat a channel problem in the neck area.
here. I could also use it, of course, for small finger pain, but I wanted to give that example of the neck as well because it's clinically useful. Now, as far as needling, I want to mention two different approaches that I take to this point. One is uh, perpendicular insertion. As you mentioned, I often would go to a, a certain depth, uh, 0.5 to up to 1.0 sun, or one, uh, one sun deep for ear problems. That's one method and a common one that I've used it for. However, I also will needle this obliquely as well. And to be honest, I often... Uh, start a little higher than the point, starting at the Sanjiao 21 point, needling down obliquely through to small intestine 19 and eventually connecting it to gallbladder 2. So needling the ear problems and the hearing disorders by needing all three points in that area in front of the tragus. That's wonderful. And just a question for you, Jim. Um, When you're treating, say, a neck pain on the right side, do you try to go for the small intestine nighting on the opposite side, say the left side, mm-hmm. or do you usually mm-hmm. stay with the same side? Now, in, in, in experimenting over the years with contralateral and ipsilateral needling, I found that both uh, approaches uh, work quite well. And in the case of small intestine 19, I'll, I'll often uh, start by needling it on the contralateral side and expect to change if I'm not completely satisfied I'll needle it ipsilaterally. I have in the past, however, just needled on the same side and had some effect as well. So generalizing, I I can't say one side is more affected in in the use of the point small intestine 19, but I have seen benefit for treating ipsilateral and contralateral. Wonderful. Thank you for that. And I would say that this point has been indicated for indirect moxa, indirect moxa, and uh, is not suitable for the like, direct maxa uh, for the reason being that it is basically on your face. Um, let's look at the classics. Zhen Zhou Jiai Jin talk about how this point can be used very well for epilepsy, seizures, manic depressive situations. Um, and Tong Nen also talk about this is a use for deafness. Zhen Zhou Daquan talk about how this is for loss of voice. Uh, epilepsy, seizures, and deafness, and uh, um, ear discharges, um, ear infections. And uh, Xun Jin, Kao Xue Bian talk about how this point can be used for actually ear deficiencies, causing ear ringing as well, some itchiness uh, and clear discharges. So this is some of the, the classics. And just continue on looking at some of the uh, research this point has been researched quite a bit, quite a bit. I can find a lot of stuff on the literature um, and uh, regarding to uh, research on the treatment of uh, sensory, uh, neurosensory type of uh, 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 hearing loss. Um, and, um, and it seems to be um, interesting how it can help to improve uh, some of the um, um, uh, capillary circulation to the cochlea. Um, and uh, it also uh, reduces uh, capillary um, death. Um, so it's interesting and actually talk about how using electroacupuncture can actually improve uh, the effectiveness of the treatment, especially for the hearing loss issues. And uh, other things, uh, um, joint aches of the, men, uh, of the jaw, 
Um, this is uh, um, some of the research has shown <clears throat> actually an injection, point injection of fluid, IV fluid for that, uh, trigeminal neuralgia, um, and that seems to be very <clears throat> helpful and effective. Facial pain, um, electroacupuncture for facial pain, and uh, and uh, so it's uh, it's it's very widely researched for some of these uh, conditions. Um, so I just wanted uh, just introduce to our audience that this point is well researched and is a very useful uh, point for some of these conditions we have spoke about. Jim, do you have anything else to add? Oh, it's just simply your, your comment that electroacupuncture could be uh, useful in the treatment of hearing loss, uh, I think is worthy of noting. Uh, and so I'll just mention that again. Yes, great. I personally seen a huge difference uh, when I treat um, uh, hearing uh, congestion and loss, where the electroacupuncture tends to give uh, um, a more noticeable difference uh, with my patients. Otherwise, let's go to bladder one. We are now yes. officially entering um, urinary bladder channel. And uh, uh, basically, the first point, bladder one, is jiming. Uh, jiming is uh, a point that's literally uh, close to the eye here. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, your discussion of uh, basically the location. Uh, but jing means eye, ming means clarity. And jiming uh, means eye clarity. Basically, it denotes what this point can be used for since it's so close to, it's in the inner canthus and it's so close to the eye. It's frequently used for eye issues. But I'll leave that to you for a moment here. How would you locate this point? It's a very interesting point. I wonder how you locate yeah. it. Uh, keep the definition for the location very simple. It's in the depression. Basically, you're needling into the orbit of the eye. And it's uh, slightly superior to the medial canthus, which is an anatomical structure on the medial aspect of the orbit. So you're looking at that medial canthus and needling slightly superior to that point. Now, I do want to point out here, just because of the location, that um, the the um, the distance from the nose may vary. In some cases, one has to estimate the width of the nose at that level, at that area, the, the nasal bone, and one makes, make, has to make sure one is uh, lateral to that nasal bone or nose bone when one's needling. So uh, uh, slightly superior to the medocanthus, and if the nose or the bridged nose is quite wide, one has to uh, correspondingly needle a little more lateral to that nose than one would otherwise. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Um, and um, I would say that this point is, uh, the characteristic is that it's a, an intersecting and a meeting point of the sanjiao, the small intestine, the gallbladder, um, I'm sorry, the uh, actually the urinary bladder, uh, the stomach, yang chao and yin chao channels, and as well as that is also some of the ending points uh, for some of the channel branching ending points to do channel, for example. Um, and uh, uh, Ren channel also has some branch into this eye. So into this point, so I would say that a lot of channel do have branches um, that intersects into this uh, point. So it's a very, uh, very important point. 
any actions of this point is that it has eye clearing, uh, wind dispersing action. It clears heat, uh, clear vision, disperse wind, activate low. Um, and uh, since that it connects to so many different uh, channels, um, it's uh, very much a channel with a lot of qi and a lot of blood. And uh, it's been researched to use so many different conditions besides eye problems, besides eye problems. So we'll take a look at that um, in a moment. So, And the other action is that it actually is used to treat for lower back problems. But anyway, so Jim, um, how? what's the primary indications with this point? Well, I, I'd like to, I look forward to hearing about those different indications. I, I'm also aware of indications also for treating the back and, and for treating some internal conditions, using it as a, a point of intersection for the yin chao, yang chao mai, for sleep disorders, although I have primarily used the point for eye and vision complaints. So I'm going to say my primary indication would be eye and vision complaints, and I'll talk about even its application specific for conditions like like glaucoma, usually combined with other eye uh, points around the eye as well as distant points, but uh, a very important point for eye and vision disorders. I would totally agree with you, and I would say to add on one more addition into this is acute lower back strain. Uh, that's something that was uh, a little surprising to uh, see this, but um, let's uh, take a look at some of the um, uh, the point uh, uh, combinations. Um, the Jimin um, bladder one you can combine with large intestine four and gallbladder twenty fengzi to help to clear uh, eye infections as well as itchiness of the eye, so allergic uh, uh, eye issues. Um, we can combine with liver su point um, to help to uh, regulate liver and nourish blood. Very good for color blindness. Um, uh, night blindness and nearsightedness and astigmatism. Um, we can use this point with gallbladder 20 or so large test 4, which we talked about before, to treat for nearsighted as well as uh, glaucoma. We can also combine with liver 3 and the liver su point to treat night blindness. And not the least, we can also combine with Taiyang point, which is the extraordinary point on your temporal area, and Zanzu, which is the next point, bladder 2, uh, combined to treat um, the red idleness and swelling and pain. Um, how would you needle this point? Before talking about the needling, I want to mention that the, there is a, a need to be cautious with this point uh, because of uh, the eye, of course, and also the risk of bleeding and uh, causing a hematoma if uh, the vessel is is, is hit. Um, I also want to add that uh, even palpating in the area around the eye can be problematic on older patients with fragile blood vessels. Uh, and I have uh, seen a significant number uh, of patients with eye disorders, especially uh, glaucoma, uh, secondary to um, uh, high-dose medication for autoimmune disease, in other words, uh, a cortisone-induced glaucoma, where the blood vessels around the eye were also very fragile and it was often simply a, a, a problem in causing a bruising, just palpating around the eyes. So the big point, again, is uh, bleeding, hemorrhage, bruising, 
uh, when needling around the eye and, of course, the risk of injuring the eye itself. So, how do I needle? First of all, at this point, I generally needle perpendicularly from 0.3 to up to 1.0 sun. And um, when I'm needling it, uh, the procedure is the patient, generally speaking, is in a supine position. I ask the patient to close their eyes, but actually look with their eyes behind them or over their head, if you will. And I'm supporting uh, the eye with my supporting hand. That means I will actually press very gently upward and slightly laterally uh, when needling bladder one with the a finger of my supporting hand to protect the eye from injury. I have to have a feeling that the eye is secure and that the distance between my finger holding and supporting the eyeball and uh, the point, bladder one, is, is very clear. So after I insert the needle, most of the time with the patient not even aware that the needle was inserted and inserting it to a depth of, say, up to one, so I'm often not hearing from the patient that it was uncomfortable most of the time, the patient mentioning they're not even aware of the needle. Uh, I, after I get to that depth, then I can slowly release my finger pressure and leave the needle there. Or if I have a patient who's rather nervous in general, then I can hold my finger for the duration of a short retention needling there and then withdraw the needle. In general, I want to add here with the needling technique that it's important not to rotate and or lift and thrust the needle or to manipulate the needle strongly at bladder one because of uh, possibly injuring tissue around the eye. So that's how I would do it. Is, is that clear, Dal? Yes, I thank you so much, Jim. And I, I would you like your first year acupuncture student do this point? <laughs> if I'm standing next to them and watching closely, I would, but suggesting not to be doing it when uh, I'm not in the room. Do you do it with the patient's eyes open or closed? Generally speaking, I have the patient close their eyes and look upward as I'm doing this. But I have quite often, in finding patients nervous with this point, of course, ask them then to open their eye after just so they can see that there's not a real problem there. And there was not a problem after the eye was opened. Yeah, my teacher, where I learned in Nanjing, uh, she actually presses the eyeball uh, toward laterally before mm -hmm. she inserts the needle and she inserts very slowly and uh, um, and uh, straight um, into the area. Uh, she needles many, many times and uh, and there's no uh, very little problems. So I think with a skilled hand, this point can be very useful. Uh, but I'm really leery uh, for most acupuncturists who have never done this point to probably uh, get some coaching and uh, uh, probably get some uh, uh, practice mm -hmm. and uh, having an yes. experienced yeah. clinician around, clinician around yeah. probably is uh, important. Yeah. I do want to mention, though, that because of uh, concern of the risk to injury the eye with bladder one and stomach one and chiu ho, other extra points around the eyes, and so that many acupuncturists do not needle these points, and I do think they 
serve a very important function by treating certain critical eye conditions. Uh, because I have had uh, enough experience in treating uh, conditions like glaucoma and other eye conditions, I'll mention that one again, it was quite obvious to me that, uh, uh, especially when checking the intraocular pressure before the acupuncture and after the acupuncture, that the local points, uh, bladder one, stomach one, and chew hole, I'm talking collectively about points in the orbit itself, made the main difference in lowering the blood pressure, uh, in intraocular pressure in the eye. So they're very important. I don't think one should avoid them if one was focusing on treating those conditions. I agree. And uh, alternatively, you can do a thumb massage on the inner cancers, like what we do in our Tai Chi class in A Treasures, um, where we do a lot of these dowing massages uh, on this point. Uh, that's one of the main things that we do um, in, in our practices. And so I think that could be a good alternative to teach our patients uh, sure. to do that. Um, sure. Okay, let's go to the classics. Uh, looking at Zhen Jiu Jia Yijin, they talk about how this is very good for blurry vision and aversion to wind, uh, eye pains, and dizziness. Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about how we should needle Tai Yang point and uh, as well as this point to actually uh, the Tai Yang point to bleed and treating this point and this help to clear vision. Uh, we can also treat Jimin, uh, the bladder one and two, to actually sedate Tai Yang heat. Um, interesting enough, Yi Zhong Jin Jian talk about very specific these two points, bladder one and two, combined with all sorts of eye issues, all sorts of eye issues. Uh, so um, classics really. Uh, go really uh, deal with the eye issues. But when we look at research, uh, first of all, I have to agree with you, what a huge difference when you're able to needle this point, the intra-optical pressure, it is an enormous change when you treat it. And that was the discovery of one of research um, and this uh, research also, and other research have shown that this point is incredibly in really changing the blood flow into the eye region, and it helped to stop eye inflammation, uh, help to uh, increase um, um, water absorption for edema, so it's very good for eye swellings. Interesting enough, this point has known to also slow down heartbeats. It's good for tachycardia. Um, also being used for nearsightedness um, and also being used for glycoma. Uh, and uh, not the least, this is a very interesting little, not so little research that I dig it out, is that it's used for sciatica. Um, treating using uh, bladder one, and small intestine 19 tingong to treat 52 <laughs> cases of sciatica. And treating both two points, both points, and uh, every day one time. And after three days, change to every other day. And 10 treatment is a course. Uh, literally, um, therapeutic ways about out of 52 cases is 31 cases. Uh, that's totally effective, partially effective is 23%. And 
And so it's, it's up to literally a 98% effective rate. So very, very interesting. Another study trying to follow up for an acute lower back strain. Uh, these are clinical case studies seems to be extremely helpful uh, for the acute lower back. Another research talk about um, nausea and vomiting. And at this point, actually reduces severe nausea and vomiting. I guess you don't want to needle the point when you're vomiting because, you know, it may actually cause the needle to hit the eye. Uh, but uh, um, it has been known to be helpful with that. Um, it also has been reused in research of functional, noc- uh, functional nocturnal um, incontinence, uh, very, very good for incontinence, ur- urinary incontinence issues. Uh, so this is some of the things that I'm able to dig it up. Um, and the research on eye issues just endless uh, for, uh, with this point. And Jim, do you have anything else to add with this uh, wonderful point? Well, if we're going to make the transition then to bladder 2, I'd like to connect what you said to back pain a few times now also with the research and say I can easily understand why it would be good for back pain related to the foot tie yang bladder channel. But I have uh, chosen to use bladder 2 for that, so now I'm working my way to bladder 2. And I'll say it right now before you talk about the name of bladder 2 and significance, that bladder 2 for me has the dynamic action on the low back. Bladder 1 probably also, but because of its location, I've avoided it in treating acute and chronic back pain and find bladder 2 to be the special point. So not taking the first point in the channel to treat it another area of the channel or the last point in the channel, like small intestine 19, but uh, using, in this case, a substitute uh, uh, point, uh, bladder 2 for the actions of bladder 1 for the low back. I was, I would highly, yeah, I agree with you in the sense of safety. Um, you get a much safer point to use for the same kind of acute back pain. That would be excellent. The description of this point, zan zu, zan means to gather, is to collect, to gather. Zu means bamboo, as you know, bamboo is vertical. And basically, if you uh, frown with this, um, basically squeeze in, you will see bamboos up and down in your face uh, with the markings. And uh, so the Chinese call it the gathering place of bamboos. So the next time when you put your eyebrow together, uh, you are basically growing bamboos on your face. Um, at least that's what I think that is saying. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Jim, how, how would you locate this point? Well, I'm going to look for the bony uh, prominence of the orbit or the orbit itself called the supraorbital ridge. And keep that in mind as I'm uh, looking at the medial canthus and uh, defining the point as directly superior to the medial canthus and on that supraorbital ridge. In most cases, that uh, spot on the supraorbital ridge is equivalent to the medial end of the eyebrow. But as you know, some eyebrows extend into the uh, glabella area. And so I'll just say I'm looking for that supraorbital ridge directly above the medial canthus. And, um, and that's where I'm basically uh, needling it. So now, there is a, another anatomical structure I want to mention real quick here, referred to as the supraorbital foramen. 
many of us know in terms of point location, there's an infraorbital foramen for stomach too, but there's one above or supraorbital, above the orbit itself. And that point is uh, slightly lateral to the traditional bladder two that I'm just defining as above the medial canthus. I'll keep that uh, foramen in mind, however, when I do needle this point, as I'll mention later, occasionally I'll needle it laterally into the eyebrow and direct the needle from that spot I mentioned, uh, directly above the mediocanthus, into the area of the superorbital foramen. Okay, so just uh, the location, again, simplifying, finding the mediocanthus, if you will, bladder one, and directly above bladder one on the superorbital ridge. And uh, this point originated from Huang Di Neijin Su, and as you were saying earlier, uh, again, a very useful point. The action has been dispersing the wind to clear vision, clear heat, um, activate uh, collaterals, um, and uh, and since that the foot Taiyang channel, foot Taiyang gallbladder, I mean bladder channel, traverses through the lower back area. Uh, this um, it's a very interesting point, and I'm looking forward to listening to you on how it's used for lower back pain. So what are some of the primary indications, Jim? Uh, first of all, its location tells us we're going to think about the eyes and vision problems as well as problems of the eyelids and various nerve-related pathologies affecting eye movements and so forth. So eye vision complaints. And I'll mention again uh, for me the low back, and I'll talk about that. Uh, maybe I'll, t- I'll mention it now uh, before we go on to combinations and uh, say it's one of the more reliable points for me to relieve um, discomfort, pain, whether acute or chronic recurrent, in the lower back area affecting uh, due to the paraspinal muscles, especially the erector spinae muscles uh, of the low back, the more superficial branches of it. And the the method of uh, treating that is often one where I'll needle it, uh, in many cases, perpendicularly so it stays in well. Otherwise, it can, um, if not needled, uh, if needled too superficially, of course, when there's movement involved with the patient moving, uh, to check the back, there could be some uh, displacement of the needle. It could fall out. So I make sure the needle is secure, perpendicularly inserted. And then I'll have the patient uh, bend in a flex position, their lumbar spine, uh, until they can uh, feel a change in the discomfort of the back. So they're actually repeating extension flexion uh, in the low back area. And this point has been very reliable, again, for erector spinae or spinae uh, muscle-related pain in the low back. I would have to agree with you. And if you look at the facial microsystems, uh, and if it's, uh, your face is like the back of a baby's uh, back, you'll see the butt of the baby is really at the top and the head is at the bottom. In some ways, if the um, the nasal ridge uh, is the spine, then the ending of the spine is near your forehead. So on both sides um, of the face, therefore, it's a uh, you know bladder too is a no-brainer is used for lower back pain since that's the location. So uh, thank you for that explanation. Uh, and I just want to add on um, combinations. Uh, bladder two can be combined with gallbladder twenty, large intestine four 
to、uh, help to disperse wind, clear heat, stop pain for the treatment of、uh, eye infection, swelling and pain, and excessive tearing. This point can further combine with gallbladder twenty, and we can combine with Tai Yang and Hegu large intestine four for treat acute conjunctivitis. We can also combine with lung seven uh, to um, uh, treat facial paralysis,、uh, facial muscle spasms. We can combine the liver su kidney su point,、uh, gallbladder twenty,、um, and Tai Yang point. To treat optical nerve atrophy, optical nerve atrophy, we can also combine this、um, with、uh, large intestine for simply just to use for headache, for frontal、uh, headache.、Um, so these are the point combination. And how would you needle it?、Uh, two directions, uh, often uh, perpendicularly. As I mentioned, for the low back, although、uh, I have experimented with connecting it to bladder one superficially, subcutaneously,、uh, from bladder two, but mostly it's just perpendicular. The other would be oblique, and that would be again for eye, eyebrow, eyelid, nerve problems related to the opening, closing of the eye, and then I would be needling it in the direction of the extra point Yu Yao in the middle of the eyebrow, which means I'm, I'm basically traveling over that super. Orbital foramen affecting the nervous innervation of the tissues around the upper eye area. And this point clearly has been contraindicated for moxibustion, for the reason being that it's so close to the eye area.、Um, and if we look at classics, Zhenjiu Jia Yijin talk about how this is very good for headache,、um, epistasis, and ear infections,、um, as well as、uh, excessive sneezing. Eye pains,、uh, fever, chill, sweating,、uh, jaw pains,、um, and neck pains, neck stiffness,、um, even hemorrhoids. Zhen Jiu Jiai Jin talk about all these multiple conditions that this point can be used for. And Bei Ji Qian Jin Yao Huang really talk about neck pain. It focus on neck pain. How this could be very useful for neck pain, besides for eye issues. And Zhen Jiu Da Chen、uh, actually confirmed that this is a very good point for、uh, eye problems. Eye problems. And if we look at the research, interesting enough, bladder two has been used as a anesthesia for any kind of eye surgeries.、Um, it's one of the major point.、Uh, it's quite helpful in uh, uh, acupuncture anesthesia. Um, it、uh, also has good effect on、uh, basically slow down the heart rate, just like bladder one. So for tachycardia, it works、uh, quite well. It also stops and reduces diaphragmatic spasms,、uh, stops nausea and vomiting, stops、uh, eye neuralgia situation, stop、uh, hemorrhoid、um, uh, surgical pains, lower back strain,、uh, acute lower back. Um, and、uh, asthenia、uh, gravidus has also been、uh, tested, been researched for it.、Um, facial um, facial uh, paralysis, acute conjunctivitis. So a lot of research with this point. This point is, I can tell you, is not short on research. One of the most、uh, common point that's been researched over for many different conditions. Very good. Very good. Anything else to add before we move on to bladder three? 
No, let's move on to bladder three. Okay, bladder three is Mei Chong. Mei means eyebrow. Chong means um, basically Chong means directly above. Chong uh, means is um, intersecting. Uh, that's the meaning of this point. And so it has a lot to do with the eyebrow. And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, basically uh, um, point location. Okay, I'll describe it as directly superior to the medial end of the eyebrow or to the point bladder 2 and superior to the supraorbital ridge. That's meaning the same thing. So directly from bladder 2 to the uh, anterior hairline and then 0.5, so in posterior to this anterior hairline, which places it between uh, do 24 and uh, bladder 4. Now, um, uh, again, we're looking for a point to 0.5, so in behind or posterior to the anterior hairline. What happened uh, happen if somebody has no hair? I knew you would ask me that question, so I thought I would come up with a clever explanation, even though I don't think any of the possible explanations and tips, including the one I'm going to give you, are 100% accurate. We're going to, I'm going to give you one. So if there is no hairline visible, uh, the patient may be asked to frown or uh, wrinkle their forehead. In other words, they're contracting the frontalis muscle, and that creates skin folds which can be observed. The uppermost skin fold may, that's a big word, may be considered a substitute for the anterior hairline. Now, again, that's just an approximation because there's difficult to estimate where the anterior hairline is in some patients. In other patients, one can see where the probable hairline is as the hair recedes. Okay? Well, thank you. Uh, that's um, that's helpful. And do you do you subscribe to the accuracy of that three twin measurement between the eyebrow to the anterior hair and eye? Um, first of all, I'm I'm want to make sure for me the forehead sun are not the same as hand sun, so I wouldn't take a thumb or three or four fingers as a three uh, sun unit and and say that's equal to the uh, the uh, stern um, the uh, the forehead sun. So uh, I would say this forehead sun have to be differentiated as a given from the anterior hairline, or we have to go to do twenty and recognize that the difference between the anterior hairline and do 20, defining it as just topographically the point at the top of the level of the, t- the, the tips of the ears, um, basically on the sagittal line, the going there, that's 5 tsun from do 20 to the hairline, and then extending that uh, measurement of 3 tsun to the middle of the glabella yintang point. So in answer to your question, I think the three tsun is a is an appropriate measurement, but I don't want to. I want to make sure it's not the same tsun as the hand tsun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. And the action of this point, Mei Chong point, is uh, clear head, clear orifices, clear vision, open up orifice. Um, it also has calming spirit. Um, uh, calming spirit uh, uh, action, um, and since that is traversed, is a first point of the bladder point that's now going into the hairline, so it's kind of located in the head area, so it's treating for a lot of head issues and a lot of headache issues, that kind of thing, so that's the action of that point, and so Jim, what would you use this point for? 
Uh, primarily, I'm thinking for its uh, local action on the head and treating headache and uh, maybe adding dizziness to the second indication. Um, again, being aware that this point could also be uh, involved in uh, the, the treatment of the brain structures uh, below it or deep to it. And so we can go on to other indications that might relate to the frontal cortex, for example. But basically, headache and dizziness. Yeah, personally, I use this for uh, sinus infections quite a bit. Sure. I find that to mm -hmm. be extremely helpful for sinus congestions mm -hmm. um, besides uh, the headache and dizziness. Uh, as point combination goes, uh, we can combine with Baihui point, uh, bladder 20, I'm sorry, uh, governing vessel 20, and uh, gallbladder 20, feng ci, uh, to help to extinguish and pacify the liver, extinguish when calms and also stop pain. Very good for headaches and dizziness. Actually, interesting enough, we can also use that for hypertension situation. Uh, so this point, bladder 3, can also combine with taiyang point, uh, yao point uh, to tree uh, clear um, the he and uh, clear the eyes and stop uh, pain. Uh, it's very good uh, for blurry vision. And we can combine large intestine four uh, with this point and in xiang to treat um, uh, uh, nasal infections and inflammations. Um, so these are some. Oh, and you can also combine with stomach A, obviously, uh, for the treatment of parietal, uh, basically headache, parietal headaches and migraines. Uh, how would you needle this point? Uh, generally, points on the head are needled uh, horizontally, or I tend to needle them horizontally, uh, and I'm needling it often. Uh, uh, 0 0.5 to 1 sun. Now, I'm well aware that many sources consider these points as uh, with a needling depth of 0 0.3 to 0 0.5 sun, but I tend to uh, uh, needle uh, deeper, if you will, meaning up to 1 sun on these points, to cover more of the uh, area. Okay, wonderful. And just want to add on to it, you can, um, there's definitely controversies on Maxa. There is definitely some text that talk about is not suitable for moxibustion. Uh, even go to the point of uh, contraindicated, and there's some text that speaks about that uh, moxibustion is actually okay. So I think um, I think you want to use your own judgment and be very careful in this area for moxibustion. Um, and as classic goes, Beiji Qianjin Yao Huang Zhen Jiu Da Chen, Taiping Sen Hui Fang, as well as Zhen Jiu Zi Shen Jin, talk about all in concurrence that this point is very good for headache, uh, sinus congestions, headaches, uh, eye blurriness, and, uh, um, and even uh, skin issues in the scalp area. So that's what the classics has uh, mentioned. Um, I don't have anything here on the research not saying that we don't have it, but it's not as common of a point um, uh, that I find uh, in the research arena. Jim, do you have anything else to add before we move on to bladder four? I'm ready for bladder four. Bladder four, qu cai, qu cai. Um, This point uh, originated from Zhen Jiu Jia Yi Jing. And it also has a name called Bi Chong. Uh, but if we just look at Qi Cha, Qi means uh, bend, flexible, or curved. 
and ta means not coordinated, not exactly so the same length, the same length. So it's basically denoting how this channel goes up, straight up, and now is taking a detour to the lateral side, which of course, Jim, you're going to tell us a little bit about this uh, um, uh, this change in its direction uh, and it's uh, basically its uh, uh, location. So why don't you tell us why this point means, you know, bending and irregular, you know, going uh, direction for this point? Oh, that's a good question. But I'll start with saying that we're defining a bladder line of the head now with bladder four as being 1.5 so lateral to the dumai, or to the point in this case, bladder four is 1.5 so lateral to do 24. Now, that adding is, of course, then 0 0.5 so behind the anterior hairline. The question I want to, the point I want to make is how we get our 1.5 son here. So I have to uh, ask for your patience and uh, remind you that there's a gallbladder channel on the head as well that's d d divided into two lines. And we have a stomach eight point. Now, stomach eight point in sun measurements is defined as 4.5. That's a given for that near the corner of the head. But uh, to get to the uh, line defining uh, do 24 to stomach 8, I would like to define the 1.5 sun measurement of the bladder channel. So I'm going to go from the um, midpoint of the eyebrow, if you will, to find the gallbladder 15 point, which is directly above that midpoint of the eyebrow and going through gallbladder 14 to gallbladder 15. That's directly in the middle of the line between do um, 24 and stomach 8. Okay, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you're still with me, Dow, I'm going to take that measurement from an eye, which we can see and define, going to the hairline, Mm -hmm. and say that measurement directly above the eyebrow to gallbladder 15 defines a 2.25 distance from do 24. And if I double that line, I have stomach 8. Okay? Now, I'm glad you're very patient here because now I'm going to take that line from do 24 to stomach 8, which is now defined as 4.5 tsun, and then I'll divide that in thirds. And so I can say the bladder channel, which is 1.5 to lateral, is defined as on, the, uh, on that connecting line between do 24 and stomach 8, uh, at the junction of the medial one-third of that line, the lateral two-thirds of that line. <laughs> wow. So I, might, I may have put everyone to sleep, and that's uh, <laughs> what happens with that. But I can simplify and say it's 1.5 sun from the dew line and 0.5 sun posterior to the hairline. Well, Jim, I remember in my acupuncture class, we did draw this nine and we're trying to figure out every single point along that nine. So you just bring back my memories of horrification. But anyway, uh, but it is important because uh, they are so close to each other. 
And uh, I would use, like what you're saying, use some of the anatomical points, such as the the mid middle of the eyeball that goes straight mm-hmm. up. That's a very good uh, point to uh, use as a marker. Um, and as well as the, the corner of the hairline. Again, you know, when you don't have a hairline, that's going to be interesting to locate your stomach. Hey, uh, but anyway, um, so um, the... Uh, the important thing here is if you're ex- examination, an oral exam, make sure you find somebody who got full head of hair, and that could be really helpful uh, for you to pass the exam. Uh, but otherwise, maybe you need to take out a measuring tape and start to measure. But let's move forward to uh, um, uh, are we at the point uh, uh, combination or needle and point combination? Uh, just uh, the indications first. Uh, for me, again, headache and dizziness. Exactly. Uh, I almost missed the whole thing. Uh, cheetah is very similar to bladder three. Um, dispersed wind, clear vision, open orifices, calm to spirit. Again, you can use for sinus issues and all that. Um, and so, um, and you say it's for headache and dizziness? Mm, local problems like that, at least, yeah. Um, and uh, again, I want to add on to a sinus issues. Um, Actually, interesting enough, um, recent times, Chisai also has been used for facial paralysis, trigeminal neuralgia. Interesting is also that it has known to be very helpful for nasal polyps. Nasal polyps. Uh, okay, move to point combination. Um, bladder for Chisai can combine with uh, Bai Hui, uh, governing vessel 20, Taichung, liver 3, to help to pacify liver, extinguish wind, and stop pain. Good for headaches and vertigo. Um, this can also combine with gallbladder 20 to treat nearsightedness. And bladder 4 can also combine with yin tang, tai yang, and large intestine 4 for headaches and dizziness. We can combine with um, um, large intestine channels such as large intestine 4, large intestine, I mean gallbladder 20, to treat for sinus issues, sinus issues. How would you needle this point? I tend to, again, needle this also horizontally, 0.5, so into one, so in. Do you needle mm, along the channel, or do you needle downward? In general, I'll direct the needle towards uh, the direction I want to send the chi, but uh, that most of the time would be going in the direction uh, descending towards bladder um, uh, bladder two, or, or, or rather towards the eyebrow, if you will. Excellent, thank you. And uh, at this point, you can uh, moxa, but there's still some textbook talk about this is really country indicator. So again, there's definitely some controversial uh, situation there. Um, and in the classics, Zhen Jiu Jai Jin actually talk about how this is good for asthma, difficulty breathing, uh, mm-hmm. restlessness, and uh, Tong Nen uh, talk about how this is for blurry vision, and Taiping Sheng Wei Huang talk about how this is for restlessness, um, headache, uh, feverish body, and blurry vision. And Zhen Jiu Da Chen talk about all that. On top of it, it's also talk about how this can be used to calm the spirit and stop nasal bleeding. So, these are just some of the indications and what this point can do. 
And Jim, do you have anything else to add before we move forward? Well, let's go on to bladder five now. Bladder five. Our last point for today is Wu Chu. Wu Chu originates from Zhen Jiu Jia Yijing, and it's got another name called Ju Chu. Ju Chu, and Wu means、uh, five, and、uh, basically means this is the fifth point. That's simple. <laughs> That's simple as a giveaway.、Uh, Wu is five, and Chu means place. It's the fifth place. So. Simply put, it, this is the fifth point of the bladder channel.、Uh, that's that's too, just too easy. But I want、yeah. to、uh, just let you know that there is actually a point that's extraordinary point that possess the same name, and that point is actually of five points, and they are located in the lumbar spine area. Is located. In the fifth lumbar spine, spinous process, spinous process, and this five point is lateral two chun on both sides,、um, and and up and down two chun on up and down, and in the center. So it's really five points. So two chun lateral as well up and down, and including that point, and that's an extraordinary point. So I don't want you to mix that together with that. But anyway, the meaning of this.、Uh, Point means that uh, it's uh, the fifth place, fifth place、uh, of the bladder channel, fifth place of bladder channel.、Uh, how would you locate it, Jim? So on the bladder channel of the head, which is one point five sun lateral to the do channel. This point, bladder five, is lateral to do twenty three. It's posterior to bladder four, which we just talked about. And now it's one sun posterior to the anterior hairline, so we're one sun within the hairline, one point five lateral. Well, we are moving really、uh, into the hair now a little bit more.、Um, this point、uh, has the action of clearing heat, dispersed wind, clear vision, stop spasm,、um, and is used for eye issues,、um, open orifices, and clear any kind of stagnant heat. How would you use this point, Jim? Uh, headache, dizziness, local problems related to the head, maybe adding to it some mental、uh, manifestations and uh, uh, or、um, forgetfulness. I want to add on to that personally. I actually use it for one thing. I use it for hairline loss, hair.、Uh, a lot of men and women, when they start to lose hair, they start losing right there. And if you can get to it soon enough, start stimulating those points, those points, and especially this point, along with other points along the side,、uh, can be helpful in stimulating the hair growth or slow down the hair loss.、Um, that's very important to my patients, so、mm-hmm. important to me too. So I, I like to just point that out.、Um, it's also used since it's now sulfatic point. It's inside the、uh, head area. Uh, is useful calming, useful headache,、um, useful、um, uh, manic depressive situations, and not the least, actually has been known to use for common cold.、Uh, so、mm-hmm. I just want to add on to that. And as point combination goes,、uh, we can、uh, add liver too to help to calm the liver to treat for headache and uh, vertigo uh, dizziness. And we can also add large intestine four, 
uh, to treat for nosebleed epistaxis. We can combine with Galvin Vessel 20 by Hui, as well as Gallbladder 20, and as well as Hoshi Small Intestine 3 to treat headaches. Uh, we can also combine with Heart Supoint, which I believe that's Bladder 15, and Large yes. Intestine 4 and uh, Liver 3 to treat uh, seizures, to treat seizures. How would you needle this point? Horizontally, 0.5 to 1 sun. Now, do you needle backward or do you needle forward? <laughs> um, again, most of the time when I'm needling these frontal points, it's on the anterior hairline or 0.5 behind or 1 sun, I'm needling it in the direction of the forehead. I would agree with you. I usually go by what I call the, the downhill phenomenon. Imagine that <laughs> bladder is 20 is the highest peak, so everything is all point downhill. So, but, but you're a skier, downhill racer, aren't you? Well, you know, I try. So I, I like speed going downhill, so I guess I'm always directing my needle downhill. So I would probably point anteriorly. Um, and uh, moxibustion... Again, uh, there is actually, again, controversy here again. Uh, some people say maxa, some people say don't maxa. Uh, so I think uh, you're going to have to use your own judgment for that. In the classics, um, the Tongnan Su Xue, Zhen Jiu Tu Qing, talk about how this is useful. The wind of the head, Tofeng, this is uh, headache and migraines, and for uh, dizziness and vertigo. Zhen Jiu Da Chen, Talk about stiffness of the spine, spasm of the spine, uh, the head wind heat situation, the dizziness of the eyes, uh, blurry vision, and the typing. Sun Wei Huang talk about for blurry vision as well, uh, for dizzy, dizziness. So you can see that um, a lot of dizziness um, has been used, uh, indicated with this point. Um, anyway, do you have anything else to add to this point? Uh, no, I have a question on you, though. Uh, you mentioned the use of the bladder points, uh, bladder three, four, now a little indirectly five, for problems related to the sinuses and the nose. Uh, yes. You, do, you prefer one of them, do you prefer one of them over the other two? Um, yeah, I would, uh, personally, I think I like the bladder three point first, mm -hmm. and bladder five, six, um, it's still equally as well. I would say bladder three, I would use it for more superficial nasal rhinitis issues. For more deep sinus issue, I actually would actually go to the next point, which is next time when we talk about when we get to bladder six, uh, bladder seven. Some of those points, mm -hmm. I would think, Don't goes even more deeper for sinus issues. I would use those points more. But right now, we are talking more about for probably for more rhinitis, more nasal issue instead of a sinus issue. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, anything else to add to uh, this point as well as other points? No, I think we've covered it thoroughly. It's been an honor to uh, spend time with you, Jim, and as well as with our audience. And uh, I hope you're well. And uh, please join us next time. Thank you, Dr. Gao. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of these acupuncture points, and we look forward to visiting with you again in our next episode. In the meantime, we wish you wellness and health.